And we are back. We got a five-game slate to talk about here on Thursday. Before we do, though, if you guys are new, my name is DK. Cover content for NBA, NFL, XFL, and for Prize Picks. Prize Picks, they are the sponsor. Make sure to use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. Had an absolutely massive day on Prize Picks today. Looking like we're going to go eight and one overall. The one miss getting hooked by Hero Rebounds, who lost massive minutes because of a random blowout. So. I am on full, full tilt mode there, but we started the ladder challenge. Day one, we hit that. Um, looking pretty good on the Price Picks YouTube video made last night as well. And uh, yeah, so it was a really, really good day overall on Price Picks. Uh, again, make sure to use that code. If you're not familiar, you build two, three, four, five, up to six player props can win up to 25x your money. So um, that's the recap there. Now uh, let's recap my lineup here tonight. So another really good night. Um, we're, uh, we're just riding the hot streak here and we got unlucky. Well, lucky, but unlucky. If that makes sense, okay? So I got overtime in the Spurs-Mavs game. I had a lot of exposure to that game. Keldon Johnson fouled out, and Devontae Graham went for a grand total of zero fantasy points at 3% ownership in overtime. And Devontae's bonus looked like he was in a good overtime at no ownership, and Fox decides to nail a buzzer beater three. Like, come on, man. Actually, come on. Like, you can't make that up. So I finally get lucky with overtime, and both my lower-owned players get a donut. Kelvin falls out, no, nothing from Devontae Graham. I once again pivoted off the nuts. I had Kevin Porter Jr., and I had um, Wenning Gabriel here, but I pivoted because Wenning Gabriel is not starting. I was expecting Wenning Gabriel to start. He did not. So I pivoted to Vanderbilt and Graham, and that, once again, cost me the massive money. <laughs> so no surprise, right? There's just no surprise. Back-to-back days where I've swapped off the nuts. It's just unreal. It's just unreal. But yeah, so going over my lineup um, here, I'll get out of the way so you guys can see. But uh, yeah, once we can train Devontae Graham, because I got to pivot off Wendy and Gabriel. Um, once we got, if Wendy and Gabriel just started, I had Kevin Porter Jr. at low, like, oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Uh, D'Lo uh, was massive chalk and high stakes as he should have been. He was a letdown though. Um, Keldon Johnson smashed, even though he fouled out right away in overtime. Vanderbilt smashed a low ownership. Sabonis smashed a low ownership, even though he didn't do much in the last five minutes. Hardy started slow, but smashed. Josh Green smashed. And Sandra Mamuklish Faley smashed. So that was the recap there. I'm um, hoping to keep it going. Again, phenomenal day on prize picks. Good day on DFS. Could have been a great day if it didn't swap off the nuts for the back for the second straight day. And uh, yeah, let's see if we can keep it going for this five-game slate. And I uh, hope you guys had a great night. Let's do it. So Denver and Detroit's the first game here for Denver. You got Jamal Murray, who is probable, so should be fully healthy. Um, I like the ceiling a lot on Jokic and Jamal Murray. The question is, do you think this Pistons team can keep it competitive? If the answer is yes, I think one of Jokic or Jamal Murray will have a really, really big game. Um, so I like both the main guys here for, for Denver. I think Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. are fine like filler plays. I'm not going to prioritize either when this team's fully healthy. But can these guys have good games playing alongside Jokic and Murray? Yeah, we, we've seen it. We've seen a couple of big games from Gordon. We've seen back-to-back close to 40 fans point games from Michael Porter Jr. So they're reasonable filler options. ACP's at a price point where it's just like, yeah, last man in feels a little bit overpriced right now for a 3 and D guy, but if he knocks down shots, he can get you there. The rest of Denver, Bruce Brown should play low to mid-20s minutes off the bench. Reggie Jackson will play the backup point. Um, Thomas Bryant will play the backup five. Again, the issue I have with Reggie and Bryant, too, even if the game blows out, is they still have, like, another group of guys they can get to at the very end. Like, they dust off, like, Ish Smith or, like, Peyton Watson. Like, they've, they have a lot of guys. So, I don't even know if I can play that blowout factor because I don't even know if those guys would play a ton of minutes in the blowout. 
Now on the Detroit side, so they're once again shorthanded, but they do have Jaden Ivey back. Um, Livers is still out. No Boyan, no Bagley, no Stewart, no Diallo, no Burks, no Cade. So I think the starting lineup is going to be Hayes, Ivey, uh, Magruder, Morier, and Wiseman. And that being said, I mean, the ceiling is high in the two guards and Hayes and Ivy. I wouldn't call it either priorities, though. Um, there's another thing I'll mention, too, with these guys is they can close in blowouts. We saw that with Phil and Hayes last game. So it's not every time they're going to, but they definitely can. Wiseman and Duran are going to split the center position. Obviously, there's foul risk going up against Jokic. But, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if one of these centers has a really big game if one gets into foul trouble. Um, and then for value, Amorier got banged up and ended up coming back in. As long as he's good to go, no limitations and starts, I think he's still a reasonable option. Magruder 5K feels a bit pricey. Um, not the best point for a guy and actually absolutely needs the mitts to be there. So that's what I think the starting five will be. You'll see Duran off the bench. You'll see Kojo off the bench. You'll see Hampton off the bench. And you, you might see a little bit of Bayheim or Roden. Um, Court Joseph of 4-9 with Ivy and Hayes, both healthy. More of a secondary play. RJ Hampton. Delson foul trouble uh, still is awful in that time. Probably can't go there. So that is the Pistons. Let's move on to Oklahoma City and Toronto. So tough match here for the Thunder, but I think Shea at 9-6 is still playable. Now, some of the minutes are wrong. for I think it's the Thunder and the Nets I was scrolling through. I was like, eh, I don't think Shea played 77 minutes. But uh, yeah, I think he's still a little bit too cheap at 9.6. Giddy had another big game with SGA in. I think he's reasonable. And Jalen Williams, the guard, had another big game. He has really, really stepped it up. He's shooting well. Um, but I wouldn't call Gideon Williams like must plays. They're more filler options. Isaiah Joe minutes have not been great of late. He's more of a tournament only play if he hits his shots. Lou Dort probably sees, I don't know, low 30s minutes. He had a bit of an outlier game last game. If you want to mess with the bigs, you can with like Jalen, the big Jalen Williams and Sarich and Usman Jang. Um, you're never going to feel good. But if you want to take a dart one of those guys in tournaments, you can. We've got to Toronto. Just wanted to say how incredibly happy I am for Fred Van Fleet. Wow. Good job, Fred. 60 bomb last game. Yay. When I play, best possible matchup. No way. It's the Scotty Barnes show. It's OG. It's everyone but Fred. Woohoo. I just, I hate this team. I really, really hate this team. All five starters are in play. If the game is competitive, at least one will have a good game. Good luck trying to figure out who it's going to be. There's the breakdown. Let's move on. No, all right, I'll try to break down a little bit more. Like Van Fleet, probably the guy right now with the highest ceiling. Um, he's gone for 47, 56, and 59 in three of the last five games. He's sub 9K. Siakam's been absolutely awful, but is the minutes are still there for him. He's 8.4K. That's the cheapest price point I've seen in Siakam in a long time. If you want to try to buy low, Scotty Barnes, OG. These guys are guys that can never, ever get right, but they're going to play a ton of minutes. Jakob Pertl, priced now above 7K, but still has shown a ceiling. He's gone for 40 in basically three of the last five games. Uh, my boy Boucher at 3.3. Probably sees around 10 minutes on the bench. Don't think it's necessary. Achua should see minutes on the bench, but again, not a ton. The only guy that's seeing big minutes on the bench right now is Garrett Trent Jr., who if he knocks down the shots, can have a ceiling, but he shot 2 of 11, 0 of 9, and 3 of 9 in the last three games. Sacramento, Brooklyn, probably my favorite game to target on the slate. Two teams that are going to play fast, two teams that run tight rotations. So, yeah, once again, I played Sabonis back-to-back slates. He came through in a big way both times. I like him again here. Um, I, I think he's going to be not super, super popular. Darren Fox, sub-9K, always seems to take over in the fourth, but be quiet through three quarters. So the two main guys for the Kings I like, the Wings, Herter, Barnes, and Murray. They're all reasonable options. Again, usually whoever's playing the worst out of that group gets benched. It's been Murray recently. It can be Herder. 
It hasn't been Barnes, so I would say Barnes is probably your safest bet, but I do like the ceiling a bit more on Herder and Murray. Monk, minutes fluctuate, production fluctuates, but if he plays well, the ceiling is there. You do have Trey Lyles back, who I actually think is a pretty safe value right now. He's been playing like 20 minutes a game. I think he's a pretty good play. Um, you saw Kessler Edwards play a bit more last game with no Trey Lyles, but um, with Lyles back, I, I can't go there. So let's move on to Brooklyn. Brooklyn, um, love the matchup for them. I like Bridges. I like Dinwiddie in a competitive game. I expect close to 40 minutes or both. So the price points are up a bit on them, but I still like the ceiling a lot on both. Nick Claxton, he should play around 30 minutes and is a reasonable option in a good matchup. Cam Johnson, when I finally, finally faded, he actually avoided the locker room and played 39 minutes and smashed. Um, yeah, good play in the mid-range. Royce, Dorian Finney-Smith, these guys will see rotation minutes. I think both are fair plays. I wouldn't prioritize either. And I'm not going to get to anyone else in this team. So, yeah, Sacramento-Brooklyn, a, a game that I think looks really good. Now, the Pacers, this is a headache. Uh, come on, man. So we got no Matherin, no Duarte. You got uh, McConnell questionable. You got Halliburton questionable. You got Turner questionable. You got Heald questionable. I believe Halliburton, McConnell went through practice. I think Turner and Heald did too. If they all did, like I'm expecting them all to play. Now there is some blowout risk here, but like the ceiling would be high in Halliburton. The ceiling would be high in Turner. Um, you know, Nemhard is way too pricey. Jackson's way too pricey. Smith's way too pricey. But I would say it would mainly be the top guys would look to um, if all these guys are in. If they're all out, then it's a similar story. We're going back to like, Nemhard and you know the bigs with Jackson and Smith, Naismith Nawar would look better. Um, so there would be there would be plays here for sure if all these guys miss again. But it's looking like a majority of them are going to be back. And if that's the case, you know, a lot of these secondary guys priced up. So it'd probably just be the main guys I'd be interested in. For Milwaukee, you got uh Grayson Allen out, Jay Crowder probable, Brooke Lopez questionable with uh ankle soreness. So if Brooke Lopez misses, I just assume you're going to get Bobby Portis in the starting lineup. If that's the case, a 6.5K Portis, like 30-ish minutes, I think he would look pretty good. Um, I like Giannis. If you think the Pacers can keep the game competitive, he's going to play mid-30s minutes and do everything for the team. I think Drew and Middleton are a bit pricey with Giannis healthy. Not a ton else. I mean, you probably get Carter or, Carter or Connaughton in the starting lineup for, um, for Grayson Allen. So, it, you know... Giannis, Drew, Middleton, if it's Lopez, healthy, then it's him. If not, it'll be Bobby Portis. And then one of Carter or Connaughton probably start for Grayson Allen. If it's Connaughton, I like him a little bit more. Um, if it's Carter, not as much, but still would be playable. And then Joe Ingles should see decent minutes off the bench, 4.2. He's been consistently playing mid-20s minutes. I think he's a decent value. All right, and finally, Orlando and Phoenix. So this game does have a little bit of blowout risk, but... Um, we got the late night hammer standalone. Gary Harris is questionable. That's somewhat significant. If Gary Harris misses, he should get Jalen Suggs in the starting lineup and should get a minutes bump for Cole Anthony. But the issue is the price points are up in them. Uh, five four for Cole and four nine for Suggs. As far as the main guys go, Paolo Bancaro, fine contrarian spend up. Juan Carter Jr. is just always there as the last piece in for me. Should play around thirty minutes. Kind of the same thing with Franz Wagner at six one. Markel Fultz, you know, has those pop-off games, but usually is hovering around, I don't know, 30-ish fancy points. So there's nothing that stands out to me in the Orlando Magic, but there are guys that are playable. Um, Mo Wagner most likely sees the backup five run. It's 4.4. Might see a little bit of bull bull, but hmm. Orlando, relatively unappealing team. And finally, Phoenix. So still no Kevin Durant. Greg probable. Um, I think the main guys look pretty good here for Phoenix. You got Booker at uh, sub-10K. You got Paul at 7-5, Aiden at 7-4. Um, you know, all three were relatively quiet last game against Milwaukee. Uh, Aiden did deal with some foul trouble, but this is a nice bounce back spot for all three. We're in a competitive game. I would expect 
mid to high 30s minutes from them. So like Booker, like Paul, like Aiden, I think a Koji at 5-1 probably sees mid 30s minutes and is in a reasonable last piece in. Torrey Craig, Terrence Ross, they're going to split the power forward position. Craig, a little bit safer, a little bit more confident in those minutes. Ross, a little bit of a lower floor, but probably the higher ceiling if you knock down his shots. The issue is he really struggled with those shots, back-to-back games. Um, campaign, he'll play the backup point. He'll play you know whatever Chris Paul does not play, and he's not a bad point for minute guy. So I don't hate him. They're kind of going back and forth with Lando and Biombo. I don't necessarily trust that. You'll see some Damian Lee. You'll see some Ish Wainwright, but... Mm, I mean, I guess in a blowout, those guys could have extended. Yeah, I still don't know if I, I can pull the trigger on them. So, yeah, it was a relatively shorter video today since there's only five games, but that's going to do it. Again, guys, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Keep it out for the prize picks content. Had a phenomenal day today. Hoping to keep it going. And yeah, hoping to keep this hot streak going in DFS too. So, uh, appreciate the support as always, guys, and we'll see you in the next video.